This is the Create the Smarts podcast where you will learn to leverage your online following into a profitable, future-proof education business that you control without being at the mercy of sponsors or algorithm changes. Each week we interview the world's leading creators to find out what strategies they use to diversify, stabilize and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Jan van der Aan. Hey everybody, it's your Dutch friend Jan here and you are listening to episode 103 of the Creator Smarts podcast. So if you're listening to this podcast, there is a chance that that you've already grown a six-figure business. So congratulations, but if if you want to keep growing, you know that you will need to hire staff. And for many people, hiring people is, uh, is something very scary. The hiring process isn't easy, can also be tricky to manage other people and get everyone on board with your way of working. Um, so maybe you will just put it off until another day, week or maybe another month. So how do you work out when it is the right time to hire staff in your business? That's something that Oli is going to talk about in today's episode and this episode was originally published as a video on our YouTube channel. So make sure to check out our channel if you want to watch the original video. The channel is called Create Smarts. So without any further ado, let's get started. Oli, the stage is for you. Hiring is one of those things that, unfortunately, you do have to do in order to grow a business that can actually operate without you. Because, hey, if you're not involved, then who else is going to do it? Hiring, I know it's something you've thought about before. Chances are you already have a small team uh, working around you. I've hired dozens and dozens of people in my business. So I, I'm going to try and tell you some of the things that I've learned here um, over the last many years uh, about hiring so that you can make um, the right decision at the right time for you. So the thing about hiring is that we all have lots of doubts. Before you become a kind of an accomplished hirer, you have all these doubts in your mind about uh, about bringing on new people. You know that delegating tasks is important, right? You know that hiring is something that everybody does. But in general, the kind of doubts that you're going to have are, well, I'm not totally clear on what role I need to hire for in my business right now. Or maybe I kind of know who I need to hire, but I don't really see a clear return on investment. So should I still do it? Often at the beginning, it's just this kind of murky thinking around hiring that makes it just a lot easier not to do it. Shunt the problem off until next year or whatever, and, and then just you know, carry on as you are. But of course, that is, that, that is, that's what makes hiring so difficult, because if you do just push the problem down the road, then all that happens is you build up to a point where you are so stressed about not being able to kind of hold down everything that you've got going on that it, it ends up affecting you uh, mentally. So if you are at a, a six-figure stage in your business, then you probably already do have a skeleton team. You might have a VA, someone who manages your email, uh, some customer support. You probably work with designers, uh, website people. You may have someone doing social media. You might even have a a small uh, army of uh, of teachers or trainers or materials writers, perhaps, depending on the the nature of your your business. And most likely, most of these people are part-time. You might have a a team of five to ten people kind of all working on different part-time basis. And that's pretty common, pretty standard. The question is where to go next. So in my case, you know, because I've spent a lot of time learning about business and I always wanted to learn about, about online business, I always took the view that you know the more I learn and train myself, the better chance I'm going to have at, at succeeding. And so in my particular case, as I was growing story learning, I got really good at, uh, at copywriting. So I studied copywriting in depth. Um, I got very good at writing emails and sales pages and things like that. And so naturally, when, whenever we, it came time to write 
an email sequence, to launch a product or write a sales page. Hey, it was me that, me that did it. And I actually really enjoyed it as well. But then a few years back, I think it was 2018, we had uh, three or four new products that we launched uh, during that year. And they were, they were, we'd been working on them for, for a year prior to that. It was really exciting. It was what really kind of kick-started that, that phase of growth of the business. But it was also really exhausting because I just had to write email sequence after email sequence, sales page after sales page. And it, and it got to the point where even though uh, it was kind of the thing that I considered I was best at, I was just starting not to enjoy it. The dilemma I had specifically was, hey, I'm not enjoying this anymore, but it is the thing that's bringing in the money. And so that was a, that was a difficult decision because I, I knew I couldn't stop doing it because then the money wouldn't be coming in. Uh, but I also kind of felt this just this deep need deep down either, was it here or was it here? I can't quite remember. I felt like okay, I've got to get away from this. This is just not sustainable. And if that feeling of needing to move away from something sounds familiar, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel because there's going to be a lot more like this. So there was something very specific that I did and it wasn't right away that I did this, but I kind of figured it out over the course of the next six months to a year. And essentially what I did in this situation was I listed out all the components that were necessary for a successful launch, everything from creating the product to writing the sales page to writing the emails, really a real detailed spec, everything that had to be done in order to launch a product. And then I put, I took the time to create templates for all of these things. So what, what is the template of a sales page? What is the template of an email sequence? What emails do we need? What, what's the basic purpose of those emails? Got those templates together to the point where then I could have someone on my team actually learn to, cr to create the finished products based on those templates. So they could write a sales page based on the templates that we already had. They could create a good email sequence based on the, temp on the templates that we had. And then so uh, someone on my team then kind of st uh, st stepped up and took the responsibility to execute on that. And the reason they were able to do it was because I had put this time in to create these templates and, uh, and, and, and standard procedures for all of these things. It took quite a bit of time to get that in place, but that got us to the point where now we are releasing five new products every single month. And I'm not involved in at any single point of, uh, of, the, of that product creation because we've got it to a point where it's so well systematized and there are people who own every, uh, every step of it. So this was, uh, this situation I kind of went from this real pain and dilemma and confusion around what I was doing to actually having a really, really great outcome. And I think the most common feeling that I see among successful creators is this, this idea of, well, I can't stop doing this because this is my speciality. Only I can do that. I, only I can do this. No one else will be able to do that. And you might feel this around, well, no one else can make videos. It's only, it's only me because I'm, the, I'm the, the face of the channel or whatever. Or, well, I have to create these, these courses or these challenges because people want to hear from me. Or these emails have to be in my voice. Do you recognize any of these, these feelings? Trust me, I've struggled with every single one of these. And one of the interesting things I've learned is that like it or not, you are replaceable. And whatever you think is your kind of unique skill in the business, for the business to grow, you can be replaced. It's not necessarily easy, but it can be done. And often these things begin with believing that it can actually be done. Someone else can edit my videos. Someone else can write my emails. And there's a sense in which you have to believe that that's true uh, in, order to, in order to actually figure out how to do it. But we all, we all suffer from this this, this, this belief that, okay, it has to be me that does this. 
But the thing is that, as I always say, business is all about energy. And managing that energy is so key. And this relates very specifically to hiring and we'll get there. But the reason that business is about energy is because you won't work or continue working on things that you don't like. Uh, conversely, if there's something that you do really enjoy, you will really smash that out of the park, right? And all of this depends on your energy. And so many creators that I, I know, who I'm friends with, who I mentor, have this, that their business is completely directed by their energy levels. And so I like to think about hiring, essentially, as the activity of, or the process of systematizing and stabilizing the money-making events in your business. Okay, let me repeat that. Hiring for me at this stage of the, of, of the game is about systematizing and stabilizing money-making events so that you are not the person who is completely responsible for, uh, for income coming into the business. There are three reasons why this is so important. Reason number one for systematizing money-making events, and let me, I guess I should clarify what I mean by that. So a money-making event would be, for example, the, the email sequences, that, the, the promotion that you run every month over email that brings in the money. It is the, the way that you sell your course to people, the, the videos or the, or, the, or the sales page. Whatever it is in the business that results in generating income, for me, hiring is about systematizing that so it can happen without you. So the first reason is that if you're the only person who is responsible for doing the things that make money, then that is very high risk. Because if you get hit by a bus, what happens? The money stops coming in. Um, or even if you just, you know, you get, you get sick or you have a, a family issue that takes, away, takes you away from the business. The business then stops making money because you're, you're not able to perform that activity. It's a very, very high risk. Uh, one person that I work with, uh, it's a very successful um, blog-based business, uh, but she is totally stuck inside the business in terms of actually doing the things which result in the income coming in. So one of the things we're working on is thinking, okay, how can we start to systematize this so that the money that's coming in can be more reliable and can happen whether or not you're doing these things. It's a massive bottleneck, right? And that's reason number two. So quite apart from the risk, there's a big bottleneck in the business when you're the only one doing these things. So I told you the story before of how we released all these, these three or four products and how you know, I burnt out because I was the only one doing those, you know, writing the email sequences, writing the sales pages. The bottleneck problem is that yes, you can do it and yes, you can continue holding it down. And I think most people watching this video will be in that situation where you're kind of holding it together. You're pretty much grinding it out every month. But the trouble is that doesn't leave you any space for forward thinking. And really what you need to be able to do is to create space in your in your in your week or in your month or at least once a quarter or something to actually step back and say, okay, what direction are we going here? Where do we want to get to? What's working? What isn't? And when you're responsible for all of these key things, you never really have the mental space to think about these things, right? So that's reason number two. Reason number three is you simply won't always feel like doing this stuff. You might be really enjoying it now, but that will change in the future. Uh, again, someone that I'm working with right now has got is really struggling with this uh, this issue of actually just not wanting to do the thing which is the key part of their business. And it doesn't make sense because they've been doing this for years, but you know we burn out on things. And so coming back to business being about energy, your energy will go up and down. There will be times that you don't feel or you just really can't bring yourself to keep doing these things. And so again, that's the bottleneck. That's the risk of all of these things. So 
It's a risk for your business. It creates a big bottleneck in, 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 your, in your thinking. Um, but also you won't always feel like doing these things. So before you get to a six-figure level, this doesn't really apply, right? Because the, the focus of hiring at a, a sub-six-figure level is all about getting some help so that you can focus on making money, right? So get someone to do your customer service, get a VA so that you can actually focus on bringing in the money. This is where you always hear this kind of, I find it really irritating advice, <laughs> but it's true, but it's just kind of annoying, which is hire someone at $20 an hour so that you can focus on the $1,000 an hour work, right? That's, it's kind of like often repeated. That's the point of this, right? That's when you need to just create enough space so that you can bring in the money. But once you get to six figures, uh, there's a new dynamic going on, which is that if you're not growing your business, then you're dying. Your business is either growing or dying. There's no such thing as standing still. And this is why really the purpose of hiring needs to be uh, to create energy and forward momentum in the business. So, so much of the time, the main reason that, we, that I see people not hiring is because they can't get a clear ROI. They think, okay, I'm gonna spend $3,000 a month on this person, but is that really gonna bring back $3,000 a month in, in ROI? And if not, they kind of run a mile. But I think that it's totally valid to hire people and bring people onto your team, even if the ROI is not completely clear and transparent at that point, even if it's just based on a gut intuition. And the reason is that you will learn, you'll learn about hiring, about working with people, about things that can happen in your business uh, without you. And it's such an important learning curve that, um, that I, I do think that if you find yourself procrastinating over hiring people, take the plunge because you're gonna learn so much. Once you get above a seven figure level, this is, this is where the dynamic changes once again, because by this point you have at least 10 people on your team most likely, um, and you've got the challenge here of actually managing people, because managing people properly takes time. And so at this point what you need to do is actually hire, not so much for the, the, the kind of executing of the business, but actually hiring it into management positions so that people can actually ha have the time to, 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 to manage all the various people who are fulfilling the functions of the business so that you can stay focused on the bigger picture. But the psychology around all of this, about starting to hire more and more people with different roles can be quite scary. Um, and if you feel some any kind of fear around this, then you should watch this video up in the corner, link it in the description as well, which is all about the, the psychology of money management and how that's important. Um, at, the, at a seven figure level, your decisions, the decisions you make are far more important than the labor that you can contribute to the business. Your decisions are more important than time. I, I remember hearing um, Mark Zuckerberg talking about how he spends his time. And he says that he basically spends most of his time walking and thinking. And the reason is that his, what he can contribute with new ideas and providing direction to the business is so much more valuable than, you know, than him sitting and answering emails for, for a few hours a day. Although I'm sure he does that as well. So what I would really encourage you to do is to experiment with hiring, even if it's outside your comfort zone, even if you don't think it's quite time yet, because you're gonna learn so many lessons that, uh, that you can't even imagine right now from that process. Also because hiring gets easier. Every time you do it, you're gonna make mistakes, um, but you will learn more and hiring does get easier, but it never gets any less important. The more your business grows, the more hiring becomes indispensable. So it's worth learning that. Last thing I'll leave you with here is that you don't have to bring people on full time. Remember, there are different ways of, of bringing on people. You can have someone working one day a week on a certain function, or it could be hourly, on an hourly basis, like say 20 hours a week. I'm not a big fan of like hourly pay to just you know, bill you however, however many hours 
you you work. It can work. I quite like to have a fixed, uh, you know, fixed expectations. It's good for you. It's good for them. Creates more stability, I think. Uh, so you can have someone to say like, hey, ten hours a week, twenty hours a week. You can also bring people on on a project basis. So you can say, right, come on, uh, come and do this for the duration of this project, and then and then that's it. So you can just you know sound them out that way. Lots of different ways of doing it. So don't feel that the only way you have to hire people is by bringing them on full-time. There are lots of halfway houses that can work really well. All right, thanks for listening to this episode. And if you like this episode, then please give it a positive rating in whatever podcast app that you're using. And if you want to listen to other interviews or just learn more about what we do, then make sure to go to our website, creatorsmart.com. See you on the next episode. Ciao.